Kylan, you haven't had a chance to give uh, everyone else your thoughts on Summer League. There are still some free agents yes. out there. We're not done yet, folks. Stick around. Part two is next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms except threads. She's too good for that. But everywhere else, I'm kidding. Soon enough, uh, okay. <laughs> but everywhere else, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, you can follow her just by her name, Kylan Mills. Super easy. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Show and on threads at Dog Wild. Uh, this is the comment uh, I wanted to play originally, but we're saving it for the beginning of part two. And this is Draymond Green uh, discussing um, Chris Paul, his relationship with him, how it's going to go with them as teammates. Here is Draymond Green. Just sugarcoating what, what has happened all these years. This is real life, man. Like, people get it twisted. Like, oh, man, like, you, you're in character when you're – no, this is real life wow. we live in when we playing in these games. And so, like, to, to just go front and act like all of those things was fake. Like, I publicly said I didn't like Chris before. Like, I'm just not going to be like, oh, man, that changed. Now he's my teammate. No. I look forward to talking amongst men. I look forward to working with another adult. You know, I've, we've had, I've had my fair share of days of like not working with adults wow. and people who don't, don't move like adults. Wow. So I'm looking forward to going to work with an adult. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So sh- All right. So Chris Paul is an adult. That is uh, what Draymond Green was trying to say. Uh, I thought it was interesting, though, that that Draymond Green was – very emphatic in saying that what happens on the basketball court is real life. It's not an act. Uh, I think what he was trying to say is that he doesn't fake it out there. So when you saw animosity between him and Chris Paul, what he was trying to say, I think, is that it's genuine. Um, and But he also seems to be very appreciative of Chris Paul being on his team now. Uh, what did you think about that, Kylan? Uh, I think it'll be very interesting. I am skeptical of how the relationship's going to shake out with Chris Paul and, and Draymond Green. Uh, he can say what he wants now. We know what's happened in the past. Uh, yeah, everyone's professionals, but are they going to gel? Like, that's one of my biggest questions about Chris Paul coming into this organization. I know we talked about it on past episodes, but his comments, um, you know, when he did make a couple of statements and appearances at Summer League, didn't necessarily make me feel better. Uh, in regards to Chris Paul not wanting to come off the bench or saying, oh, no, you know, that's not a conversation that's had. What, you know, what makes you think that? Now, granted, I think the question could have been worded better in that specific situation. Go on Twitter. If you're a fan of Dubmation, I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about. But when asked about how he might work with a second unit, he, uh, you know, Chris Paul got very defensive. Like, what makes you think I'm going to work with a second unit? Um, which was concerning to me because like that before that, is, just say real quick, he also said, are you the coach? Even before he said that, yes, that was, yes. it was, yeah, it was very like, yeah, he was very short with the reporter who asked that, but it, I started. Yeah. And now, like I said, I think the question could have certainly been worded better, but I don't think he needed to respond in that way. And it concerned me a little bit about 
why the conversation hadn't been had amongst the Warriors organization and Chris Paul about what his role is going to be. Like when trading him, I think that should have been carved out and spelled out very early on. Same. He's going to come in off the bench. And if he is going to work with a second unit, that's something that should have been clearly established. Or I see there being problems. The last thing the Warriors want to deal with is, is, you know, an aging Chris Paul who's a malcontent in the second unit. You know, so, I mean, I'm concerned beyond just how he's going to work with Draymond because those are two guys who are have been around the league a while, are, you know, both strong personalities. Um, how is it going to work out? I, I don't know. But, and I also just am concerned, how is, is Chris Paul going to embrace his role, whatever that is? Uh, th- those yeah. comments that he made made me a little bit skeptical because I assumed when they traded him, like, this is going to be a second unit role for Chris Paul. And this is something that he is okay with. And that's why he came to the Warriors. Like Uh that whole thing just made me in general uh, skeptical as to how this was all going to shake out. So beyond Draymond Green, like Draymond Green's comments, like don't rock the boat for me, but like Draymond's a big personality. Chris Paul is a big personality. I don't think he necessarily wants to take a a back seat based on the way he spoke in summer league. So I just... How the Warriors going to play it? I don't know. It'll be fascinating to watch. As a media member, um, I'm very intrigued to see how this plays out in terms of the relationships. The Warriors mm-hmm. just added another Hall of Famer to their locker room and a vocal one at that. Uh, someone who's not shy to share his opinions. Um, exactly. And, and, and that's him and Draymond. Like, I could see that clashing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the on-court court product, I'm very intrigued. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see how this mm-hmm. translates. Uh, stick around, because I'm going to I'm gonna ask Kylan a question. I brought this up a, a day or two ago. In terms of what the Warriors are going to be this year, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the metaphor I'm going to present to you. Uh, there's one more soundbite, and then we're done with Draymond. All right, it's time to move on. I feel like uh, 45 minutes will be enough time to cover for, for Draymond Green's uh, pretty wild podcast appearance on Patrick Beverly's show. This was him talking about his relationship with his agent, Rich Paul, and how the free agency process went. According to Draymond Green, there was more money out there and other teams were interested. Here's what Draymond had to say. How much do you balance the kind of alchemy of wanting to get as much as you can for yourself, but also put your team in a position to build completely around you? How do you balance that? One person that really helps me keep um, context of all of that is my age, Rich. Rich, he was, you know, most agents, I think they chase the buck, you know what I'm saying? Like they chase the most money that they can get. And what I can appreciate about Rich was his number one priority was keeping me there. He made it very clear to me. He had a certain dollar amount that he wanted to get to, um, that we wanted to get to, that we had spoke about before it all even began. I had other opportunities that would have paid me more money. And even when I would talk to him about what the benefit could be in those opportunities, that shiny object over there and always what it seems like, yeah, we're going to get you paid, but your legacy is more important than anything. Mm. There you go. Uh, and just to add to that, what wasn't included in that clip, but I I, I listened to the full version. Um, according to Draymond, he had offers out there where he could have made $10 million more a year, meaning he uh, <clears throat> he got four years, $100 million with the Warriors According to Draymond, he could have gotten four years, $140 million, uh, from someone else. I mean, that's that's astounding to me if that's true. Uh, but it, And the, the most shocking part of that clip to me is that Rich Paul, uh, according to Draymond, 
um, told Draymond that it's more important for him to maintain his legacy by staying with the Warriors than it would be to get more money going elsewhere, that it was Rich Paul nudging him in that direction. Um, that seems shocking to me. Uh, you know, I, what do you think about that? that? That's wild. Yeah, all of that's surprising. I agree. I mean, if true in terms of the dollar amounts, that is shocking to me for a player, uh, you know, just of Draymond Green's age and his skill set. I mean, that is a lot of money. And to me, I've said it throughout, you know, the last year or two, when we've been having conversations about Draymond Green's future. I don't know that he has the same value to other organizations that he does to the Warriors. I think Draymond Green is invaluable. He has been critical. The Warriors don't win the four championships without him, but I think he's a unique piece that fits in a unique way with the Warriors system, with the players around him, with the coaching staff. So uh, if true, that that's fascinating. Um, I mean, I think Draymond Green's a future Hall of Famer, super talented, but he's he's in the twilight of his career. So if a team was really putting willing to put up that kind of money for him, I mean, that's that's, you know, it's an eyebrow raiser for sure. But good for Absolutely. him. True. Um what was the second half of that question again? <laughs> well, just about, you know, the, I don't know, whatever. It, it's not that important in all honesty. I just wanted, it, it was just about, I, I mean. The, the, oh, the, about just... him staying. I think the legacy piece is interesting because that to me is the most important piece of the puzzle. And that's something that I brought up when we were having conversations prior to Draymond Green making the announcement. We learned he was going to be a free agent. It was kind of expected as there were rumors that him and the Warriors were trying to renegotiate. So this would allow them to renegotiate an extension if he uh, did if he rejected the player option that he could have opted into, uh, you know, and that was my first thing was that I thought that he was going to stay with the Warriors because the legacy piece is so important. And um, it's something we talked about on the show. Yeah. To me, it does impact Draymond Green's legacy. If he walks away from the Warriors in these last few years of his career, I don't think that his legacy is the same. Um, in the NBA now, this type of loyalty is very, very few and far between. So rare. You do not see players stay their entire career with a single organization anymore. It just True. doesn't happen. And if the Warriors are able to do that for not just one, two, but three players in Draymond, Clay, and Steph, and win the championships they've already won, and possibly, hey, let's add in one or two more, we're going to be hopeful – that would literally be just cemented in the record books just how special this dynasty was uh -huh. beyond the championships. That just doesn't happen. Um, so if it was Rich Paul that convinced Draymond, I'm glad he did because that was one of the first things that came to mind. Draymond Green is our Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I could see that 100%. Yeah. There, there's some similarities for sure. Um, but I just think that if it was Rich Paul that convinced him, good for him. But that was one of the first things that popped into my mind. Yeah, maybe he could have gone and made more money somewhere else, but it's not going to be the same thing as the Warriors. And the legacy piece is something that money can't buy. And when you've retired and you've moved on from your career 10 years from now, how freaking yep. cool is it if the Warriors are able to say, hey, we won five championships and we have three guys who came in and retired Golden State Warriors. That's something that, you know, goes in the history books beyond just winning the championships rather than saying, Hey, I, you know, I was traded away and took more money. Totally agree with you. Um, we're, we're going to wrap up the Draymond discussion. When we come back and also, because the one last thing I, I got to play, I forgot to mention this is uh, Matt Barnes uh, chimed in. Um, his focus wasn't so much on Dre's comments as it was on, did we ever find out what happened with the leak? Uh, I, I, I want to touch on that to finish up this whole discussion. And then, I'm going to ask you, Kylan, about a metaphor I have pertaining to this Warriors team. 
it's it's interesting because to me, and I'm very curious to know if you agree or not, this Warriors team is going to be one of two former NBA teams from 2013. And it's either going to be a failure or a wild success. And I'll, I'll explain what I mean by that after we give some love. Once again, to FanDuel, uh, one of the official sp sponsors of the Locked On Podcast Network and the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take your first swing at Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets. That's up to $200. That's right. If you just bet 20 bucks, you could land $200 in bonus bets regardless of whether or not you win or lose. That's 200. You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to win or going to get the first home run. And it's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus when you win, they pay you instantly. California legalize it, please. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, that is you folks who watch every day and that number's growing. We can't thank you enough. Uh, tomorrow on the show, possibly CJ Holmes. Um, regardless, in the near future, we're getting a Warriors assistant coach on the show. Super excited about that. Just follow us on yes. Twitter at Locked On Dubs, uh, where we post all our upcoming guests, times, and so forth. Um, this this soundbite right here, by the way, five one follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kylan Mills. Here is uh, Harrison Barnes, not Harrison Barnes, Matt Barnes. I'm sorry, the former uh, Golden State Warriors. He was on, I believe, the 2017 championship team, and he brought up the leak, which has never been addressed. We've never found out who did it. Here is Barnes. Okay. Well, I want to know with all this warrior shit. Draymond and, and, and Poole's father, all this shit swirling around right now. Who leaked that video from Golden State? And is that person fired? And why is this name out there right now? Because like I said, it was what it was, but fights happen so much. And this shit is escalating because this particular person released that motherfucking video. This shit would have been way less, way less drama if we had just heard all right, sorry about the uh, the expletives there, but uh, look, it's it's a good point. I mean, one of the first things that was said. Wait, what's going on here? Oh, here we go. One of the first things that was that was said when this leak happened from Steve Kerr uh, and maybe Bob Myers was, "We're going to find out who leaked this video." They were very intent on finding out who the rat was, who was the snitch. We never we never got a follow up on that. My theory, and this is just a theory. This is not rooted in reality. This is based strictly on trying to deduce logically who it could be to me the old adage in journalism is follow the money and if you follow the money which is where oftentimes you get your answers i think and again, i'm not basing this on anything that is uh, reported as fact this is just me guessing my guess is someone in jordan Poole's camp leaked that video he's got this full-time photographer who follows him everywhere he goes every one of these players have a camp of people who come to practices and so forth the only reason why I say Jordan Poole and someone with him possibly leaked it, that would be my guess, is because he had something to gain. He had a lot to gain. 
He was in contract negotiations at the time, but until the, the that that signature is on the dotted line signed, there are no guarantees in life. This video pretty much cemented that contract as a guarantee, and it also gave Jordan Poole a lot more money than he may have originally got it. Some of the speculation for his contract was four years, $100 million, similar to what Draymond Green got this year. He ended up getting a four-year contract worth close to $100. 40 million. I know a lot of that was incentives, but he's still he's still going to take home between 123 and 127 million likely. That is a lot of money he gained financially from the leak of that video. That is just a guess. I could be wrong, but that is what I'm throwing out there. Kyle, and your thoughts. I don't want to <laughs> speculate and I don't really I want to guess on who leaked it you. because I just think it's a really tough accusation. I'm stirring the pot. Even, I'm stirring the pot. Even, I know. even pin on anyone. So <laughs> that's the only reason why I'm hesitant on this. You know, I, I'm over here saying Draymond Green needs to stop talking about it and move on. And I'm honestly going to say the same thing about who leaked the video. Like <laughs> to me, I just. I don't know that I care anymore. I don't know that it's necessary. I don't know that I want to even throw out any speculations or guesses on it. Gotcha. Just because, and I don't think you're wrong, but, and I think a lot of what you said makes sense. I will not stand Uh, on the hill with this opinion. I will not. I'm just throwing a guess out there. Plan is good. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, like I said, I think what you're saying makes sense. I... (laughs) I love that people in the comments are saying that you look good in your tinfoil hat. Hey, hey, you know, you got to do it sometimes, right? I mean, you got to keep things interesting and entertaining. So Yeah, I know. No, no, no. I get it. It's an entertaining topic. I'm just not, I'm just going to abstain from adding into any, any additional opinions. I'm curious. I would love to find out if it was out there, but at the same time, I just... I don't know what can come of this anymore. I just, I don't know, man. I want to see the Warriors. Here's what I want, Cyrus. I want to see the Warriors move on in the 2023-24 season where we are not constantly talking about off-court drama and not talking about punches and leaks and mysterious disappearances. And add two-way players. Rape accusations. And it's just like, Let's. I would love to just talk about basketball on this. I podcast. hear you. And All right. Well, let's talk about basketball. Winning then. basketball. So Here's, okay, I'll, I'll throw basketball cool. for you. By the way, I've starred every interesting chat for this entire show. We'll address those at the at the end. Here's here's a basketball topic for you. Okay, and this is just my observation skills coming to this interesting premise. Maybe not interesting. I don't know. But to me, this Warriors team is gonna is gonna turn into one of two teams from 2013. Team A is the Los Angeles Lakers. That is a team that uh, wanted to recapture one last moment of glory. They traded two first-round picks for a 38-year-old Steve Nash. Sounds familiar. Uh, Dwight Howard was brought in, uh, and he he flailed uh, colossally. Uh, Kobe Bryant that same year uh, tore his Achilles because he was a workhorse for that team. It was against the Warriors when he did that, uh, not funny enough. Um, But nonetheless, this team could very easily turn into that. Option B. The other road, and this road will be achieved if Jonathan Kuminga turns into a, a star, if not superstar player. And option B, team B, is the San Antonio Spurs of 2013, a team that had an aging core and Tim Duncan, uh, Manny Ginobili, and Tony Parker, but they also saw Kawhi Leonard emerge. Uh, and they won a title because Kawhi Leonard, in his third year, just like just like uh, Jonathan Kuminga, won finals MVP. What do you think about that comparison? Is it going to be one or the other? Uh, do you think it's going to be something entirely different? Your thoughts, Kyle Mills. 
it's becoming so hard to project what's going to happen in this upcoming Warrior season, to compare it to some of these past teams, uh, to predict what's going to happen with this dynasty. Uh, if you had asked me one year ago what I thought this past season was going to be, I would have never guessed the way things turned out. Like, <laughs> never. Did you anticipate all the off-court stuff that was going to happen, but then also just like the inconsistencies in the team performance? No, when no. bringing back, uh, essentially, I mean, the best seven, well, I mean, because Gary Payton didn't come back until midseason, but still the, be this, the best, the first six players from the championship roster came back, like, I legitimately thought the Warriors were going to run it back like mm -hmm. legit. And they ended up being 500 all season. I just, oh God. And now this upcoming season, like, ugh, I just need to see how the roster is going to shake out. I'm very curious to see how Steve Kerr handles the young players. I want to see Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga both yeah. break out seasons. Like I felt like they both had strong rookie seasons. And then last, like last year, their sophomore campaigns were just like, weird dmps and and like the drama that happened with jk during the postseason i just feel like there were like kind of like asterisks next to them for whatever reason it just like did not work and mm -hmm. i feel like they're both good players and we saw flashes of it um so i'd love to see those two emerge this upcoming season i just i am having a very hard time predicting how this is going to work with cp3 in in this on this roster i think he's gonna have to play a huge part um i think cp3 is is could hold the keys to the castle this season i really do because one of the biggest problems uh during that last season and if the warriors run it back with the same five starters that they did during the championship run theoretically that shouldn't be the problem theoretically it should be figuring out what's going on on the bench and Jordan Poole wasn't able to perform up to what he was expected to perform in the second unit. He played well when he was able to start with Steph. That wasn't what the Warriors signed him to do. He was supposed to be the primary scorer in the second unit. He wasn't able to, to really step up to the plate in that regard. I don't think he was great in terms of running the offense. Um, can CP3 fill that void, provide that veteran presence, run the offense in the second unit? And then will the Warriors figure it out size-wise? Like, is Sarich enough? Uh, you know, to, to try to fill some of the gaps that were left behind because the Warriors during that championship run two seasons ago weren't huge either. Some of the main issues in terms of the size that we've talked about were just losing an Otto Porter Jr., losing mm -hmm. a Nemanja Pialica. You know, Juan Toscano-Anderson, another guy-ish who could play 3-4 that was deep farther down the bench. But to me, like in terms of the impact players, you know, Bielitsa and Otto Porter really were the two that had size that the Warriors lost. Like, yep. have they done enough to fill that void? Do they have enough size now uh, to compete with these teams and teams that have size like Denver Nuggets? Are you convinced? I'm curious. What's your take? Are you convinced that the roster as is, and now we're going down a separate thing, but no, no, are you convinced the that, the Warriors, that the Warriors have enough mm. now to be competitive and more competitive than they were last season? I first of all, I uh, <clears throat> Eddie. Hold on, where's the chat here? Uh, okay, Eddie seven five seven. I agree wholeheartedly with what you write. Eddie writes, it all rides on Jonathan Kaminga. Interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. Without his emergence, the current roster is looking as a plan or a fifth or sixth seed. Wholeheartedly agree. Um, I, I really think if if Jonathan Kaminga is not only not given trust and faith, meaning you're getting 25, 30 minutes a night, regardless of how you play, um, they're screwed. I, I do think the Warriors were a playing team. 
Um, I also believe that in order for this team to beat a team like, let's say, the Nuggets with a Jokic or yeah. a Lakers team that is a massively huge front line, even yep. the Nuggets have some size. Um, mm -hmm. The Kings are, are not, I've only gotten better from last year and they pushed the Warriors <laughs> to seven games. So to me, like to beat those bigger teams, I've been advocating for the Warriors to use that 14th roster spot for size. And, and we can get into that now, actually, if you want. And I saved a lot of these in the, in the I started a lot of these chats because uh, a lot yeah. of them talks about uh, potential free agents. But like JaVale McGee, for example, uh, there's speculation he's going to get bought out. If he does get bought out and becomes available, I think he would be huge. Ultimately, to beat the Nuggets, for example, which is, I mean, they're the standard bearer, right? They're the team that they're, def they're the defending world champions. They're, they're probably the favorites to repeat, I would think. Uh, I haven't looked at the odds yet. Um, you're going to have to throw bodies at Jokic. You're not going to stop him with any one player. Draymond yeah. Green can be effective at slowing him down, but you can't have Draymond guarding him for the first three quarters between foul trouble and exhaustion. Mm -hmm. That is not a formula that works. So you have to throw bodies at him, whether it's Kevon Looney, even though he's relatively ineffective guarding Jokic. Dario Saric is not necessarily known for defense, um, but at least he gives yeah. you some size. So that is where, like, even just getting one more person, a JaVale McGee, a Myers Leonard, McGee. Uh, someone who, who brings you uh, some physicality and some length, to just throw at Jokic, whether it's just to get fouls, just to make life hard for him until the fourth quarter, and then Draymond can do his thing. Um, that's my opinion on what the Warriors have to do. Now, speculation with that 14th pick is all over the place. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've heard from one insider who told me Lester Quinones is on the fast track to getting getting that 14th slot. I don't like that. It's not because I dislike Quinones. I think he's going to be a great player, actually. But it's because you can keep him as a two-way. So why not keep him as a two-way and then use that spot for someone else who gives you size? Quinones is another guard. He's not going to help you out with a player like Jokic. So that's where I'm at with that. And, and But I do ultimately believe, regardless of what they do with that, that 14th roster spot, whether it's a JaVale McGee, whether it's a TJ Warren, who I would absolutely love, uh, even though he's not a big, I, I think he would be a very sleeper type uh, player to come on to, uh, and play for this team. Um, it's going to come down to Kaminga. I really do believe that. Mm -hmm. I think this whole thing is is predicated on whether or not Jonathan Kaminga grows as a player in year three. And if he turns and, and if he starts fulfilling that potential, who knows what could happen with this Warriors team? If he doesn't, yeah, they're screwed. I think they're screwed. Plain and simple. What do you what, what do you think about that response? I, I I definitely think that a lot hinges on Jonathan Kaminga. I think the Warriors definitely could go either way. And if you look back this last season when they had that win streak, I'm trying to remember the exact stretch of games. It was like late, was it late January into February? But like Jonathan Kaminga, when he was putting up like he went through a stretch where he was putting up like 17, 18 points several games in a row, and the Warriors won. When Jonathan Kaminga put up big numbers during the season. The Warriors won games. Yes, uh, I don't have the exact offhand record, but like there was an over underline of Jonathan Kaminga scoring where the Warriors had a standout winning record. Um, and I don't think that's any coincidence. Um, the other thing that I'm thinking is I, I agree with you that JK is a huge part. I think CP3 is a huge part. Will JaVale McGee come to the Warriors? That is a move that I would support. A couple of people have asked it in the chat. I think he'd be a good addition. I also want to mention we haven't really touched a ton on summer league play, but uh, Quinones. What are your thoughts, real fast? Because I I, uh, lo I love Trace Jackson Davis. Disappointed in Pajemski. Yeah, what are you yep. thinking? 
Yep. Uh, similar thoughts, similar thoughts. I thought that um, Trace Jackson Davis, I think, is a lot of promise. Uh, he is a lot better passer than I expected for a yes. bit. Like, yes. he had a couple of dimes. I thought he made good decisions. Uh, you know, we expected him to be athletic, and he was. So um, I was really impressed with him. And I also, I thought Quinones was explosive. I think he has a bright future of the Warriors organization. But I do agree with you that I think that 14th spot needs to go to size rather than Quinones, the Warriors are so guard heavy. Uh, he makes more sense in a two-way. So I 100% agree with you on that. Um, but I think it's going to be fun to watch. But I would be in wholeheartedly support of the Warriors signing JaVale McGee. I, I'm saying. I, I, in fact, I think if the Warriors get McGee, I, I, I will confidently predict the Warriors win the title. I really will. I, I think that's how important is getting a player like him who's smart. Go. He's got the basketball IQ. He's got size. He's not a liability defensively. Uh, he's not old enough yet to be cooked. Yeah, I, I, it's that important to me. And who knows what Mike Dunleavy's and the ownership group is thinking. Um, I, sorry, I got distracted by Chris Collins here. I'm trying to like comprehend this. He writes, you all ever realize that sports talks sound like a B-porn movie sometimes? I don't get that. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Like, it's like the, the quality of the sound, the context... Um, elaborate, please. Okay, uh, real fast. The star, I, I got some star chats that we can get to. Uh, this is from the beginning of the show to now. We'll run through these and wrap it up. Um, Douglas Mikes writes, I'm waiting for Gallinari and Otto Porter Jr. to get bought mm -hmm. out, hopefully. I wouldn't mind either of those players. Uh, your thoughts, Kylie? Agree. I wouldn't mind either, either of those guys. I've seen a couple people bring up OPJ. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming back. I still like a JaVale McGee better than an OPJ okay. just because of the profile, the size, the, you know, the fact that he's a center, but if OPJ was signed, I still like him as the floor spacer with some size that he was for the Warriors during the championship run. So I wouldn't, I would like the move. I wouldn't hate it, but I think McGee fits a little bit better in terms of the need. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agree with you. Um, totes, uh, toast de goat writes, uh, I like Javante green. I do too. You know what I would like is if the Warriors use all 15, 15 roster spaces, then yeah. you could get one more guard and get one more big, mm -hmm. but that's just me. That's what I would like. Um, uh, Chris Agreed. Swish writes, uh, TJ Warren would be a good pickup. We briefly talked about him again. I think as a 15th roster space, I'd be much happier than, than using up uh, number 14 on a smaller type player, but TJ Warren, the reason why I'm excited about him, uh, even though he's had this injury history for three years now, the potential factor is huge. And yeah. Rick Celebrini, like that dude works wonders when it comes to keeping players healthy. So I would like to see someone like that, uh, like a TJ Warren type gambled on, but that's me. Um, Chris Swish also writes, I'd, I'd rather pick up Javante Green or Christian Wood. What do you think about Kylan about Christian Wood? I wouldn't, I would love him on the team, even though there's a lot of uh, concerns apparently about his behavior, his mentality. His physical specimen, he's a physical specimen. I think his yeah. his what he brings to the table physically would be so huge for this Warriors team. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Once again, if we're talking about players that are seven footers or near seven footers, like I am completely and wholeheartedly in support. Uh, you know, I think that as you mentioned, like physicality-wise, all that great fit. Like my yeah. concern is just the culture fit. Um, like you said, like some people bring it up, some of the reports I've been reading, the attitude. Someone Wordman just mentioned in the chat. He's lazy, poor defender. <laughs> the defense, I don't mind because de defense is all about uh, it's all about the team. Um, you know, if you have a Jordan Poole who's there, sitting there like a traffic cone and he's yeah. six four, so 
a traffic cone isn't going to do anything when you're that small. A traffic cone who's 6'10", 6'11", 7 feet, right, you're right. still going to be having an effect out there. So I'd, if you're going to have bad defense regardless, at least give me size. But mm -hmm. um, I, I, I mean, don't length, like the room. Love the length, love the height. I mean, I think that, Damn. you know, like you said, the physical attributes automatically. Yes. Is he Coaching. a great defender? You know, like if Steve Kerr is this amazing coach, coach him. Get him to play defense. Uh, I don't like Rudy Gay. I, I'm, I'm hearing, seeing his name getting uh, thrown out there a little bit. The dude is cooked. You might as well just bring back Andre Iguodala. What do you think about Rudy Gay? Hey, I, I really Andre like, Iguodala is always hurt. He's old. I don't. You know, if you're gonna yeah. just, I don't know. Rudy Gay. It is not exciting. I agree. I agree. I'm with you. What about the other name people are bringing up really heavily in the chat uh, before we wrap up is Kelly Oubre Jr. I would not hate it. I know I'm in the minority saying that just because uh, he's a six eight athletic freak, can play defense. He's not. I hope these last two three years have humbled him, so he's no longer this person who needs to be a starter, um, who needs the ball in his hands so much. I would not mind him, but I feel like I'm in the, a, a very small minority saying that. What do you think? <sighs> I just I, I don't think he's what the Warriors need. Like I don't. In that one season with the dubs, like I don't think he was a bad player. Um, I just I think they need a true big. I think they need a true big. And Agreed. if we're talking about the 14th, 15th spots, the roster's already pretty full. I, I just like I think his skill set isn't necessarily the biggest need if we're talking about a, you know a JaVale McGee, a Christian Wood. Like to me, those are just better signings. Uh versus a Kelly Bray Jr. And so V says in the chat, I think we're being too picky with our 14th player. I don't. I think that size and, and depth in the front court is still lacking. So I think you've got to use that spot to address it. And, and if JaVale McGee and Christian Wood are available, that's who the Warriors need to be pursuing, uh, you know, before at least going after Kelly Bray Jr. type. Absolutely. The 14th roster spot has mattered on every championship team. If you just look most recently at 2022, your 14th player was either Damian Lee or Juan Toscano Anderson or one of the lottery picks who was who were rookies that year, maybe Gary Payne the second, whoever it is, they were playing and they were important. Strength in numbers is a very uh, a true uh, adage. Um, so I'm totally with you on that. Uh, Wordman uh, quickly writes, why aren't people talking about how sloppy Steph and Dre were and how bad Clay's shot selection was? Yeah, we've been talking about that all year on this show. So maybe other shows yeah. aren't, but we've talked about that extensively. Um, Douglas Mikes, uh, this is an interesting question. I don't have an, a good answer, but Kylan, I'm curious to know what you think. Do you think uh, Chris Paul could be traded? I, like People have said that, like, like maybe he's an asset, that if it doesn't work out, you can still trade him uh, middle of the season. I, I, haven't, I don't know. What do you think? I, that's an interesting question to pose but it's an, yeah it's an interesting prospect i could see it happening i could a thousand percent hit see it happening um it wouldn't surprise me if it all doesn't work out like we're talking about you know what is the fit going to be with cp3 both on the court and in the locker room if for some reason it didn't shake out i could see the warriors make a tr making a trade if by february things aren't going well like i think if the warriors are in the same boat as they were last season and they're like you know barely keeping their heads above 500. Like I could see CP three being shipped out hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I hear, I hear. And, and it's, I'm curious to know what they would get back for a player like him. Uh, no sleep, yeah. real vibes. Uh, just, uh, I forgot to mention Glenn Robinson, the third as well, who has publicly said that the warriors are interested in him. I don't know what, how that followed up since the workout in Vegas. Um, mm -hmm. But that has been out there. Yeah. Who knows? I would love him on the team. Personally. I like Glenn Robinson, the third he's, he's a bigger, a wing, 
Um, still, he's not even 30 yet. So I don't, I don't agree with the notion that he's cooked, which some people have said. And then hmm. last but not least, in terms of what I've saved, uh, E61HGM says, is that a Def Leppard shirt I see, Kylan? Are you sporting the old yes, 80s Yes, it is. It's a Def Leppard shirt. Damn. Is that the one with the one-armed uh, drummer? Is that Def Leppard? Am I thinking of the right band? Uh, I don't know if it would be on your shirt, but I, but oh, the, oh, I, I thought he was there. No, no, but I think their drummer is like one armed and he, and he kicks ass. If, if I remember correctly, I don't know. That's a long time since I've, I've kept track of Def Leppard, but are you a Def Leppard fan, Kylan? Yeah. I mean, I like their popular songs. I just like old band t-shirts. Like that's like my jam. Nice. And, and a few other people adding Harry Giles would not mind him either. He is an athletic freak. Uh, I don't know much about him. That's why I haven't talked a lot about him. I haven't done my, uh, a lot of research, but I wouldn't mind him. For what I do know, I think he would be awesome. He's like a 6'10", uh, uh, big with like a 7'3", wingspan. So the dude's just really long and athletic. And that's exactly what the Warriors need. So I'm all for that. Kylan, any last thoughts as we wrap it up? No, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Warriors do with these last one or two spots. Um Hopefully we'll be talking about a move in, in a week or two, but I think the players we talked about are good additions. I hope the Draymond Green stuff dies down. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to be done talking about it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's my, those are, those are my, those are my last thoughts. Um, I hope the Warriors add a big, I hope this stuff dies down. I'm very intrigued by the way the Warriors are going to fit on the basketball court this season with CP3, what his role is going to be, if he's going to accept that role, um, and I think there's going to be a lot to keep an eye on come September. There we go. Um, thank you for joining us. Kylan, welcome back. You were missed. Big time. Thank you for you're having gonna me. Just, you're not going to you're thank you for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. And we'll try to make those doldrums of the offseason not so bad. Again, we got a Warriors assistant coach coming on the show soon. I'm so ecstatic about that. Um, Kylan, great to see you as always. Uh, and we'll be back at this soon. Thank you, everyone. Peace the F out. Later. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. That was awesome. All right. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Yay, did, how did, um, right, how did, uh, 